You know the story taken from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 onwards, but I will only touch on verses 8 and 9 this morning. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. Shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch on their flocks at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. You know, the Lord declared the birth of his son to humble shepherds. Insignificant people, the poorest of the poor. But I want you to know this morning that these shepherds were faithful because they were faithfully watching over their sheep at night. They were careful to watch out for wolves, for bears, foxes that would come and devour what they were watching over. Because this sheep, remember, is for the sacrifice at the temple. You know, people come and buy those sheep for the sacrifice of the temple at those times. And it must be without blemish. It must be without spot or wrinkle. And they have to carefully watch their sheep. Otherwise, their business will go bankrupt. The, their, their bosses will not want to hire them to watch their sheep. So they were spending their time faithfully, carefully watching over the sheep at night. And we know that it's very difficult to keep watch at night. Right? Our eyes want to close, we want to sleep after a tired, after a big meal especially. Right? And, uh, but these shepherds were doing that. And that very night, that very special time of the month or the season that God chose to bring his son into the world, he spoke to the shepherds. Hallelujah. This morning I want to talk about a very, very important topic that is, what are you doing with what God has given you? What are you doing with what God has given you? And as we approach Christmas and as we approach the year end, facing a new year ahead of us, 2020, we need to know what have we done with the time that God has given us this year? And what are we going to do about it to make the changes so that we can be more effective, that we can be more productive, that we can be happier and have greater success in the year to come? Can I hear an amen? So church is not just about coming to church and uh, saying hello to one another and marking our attendance. But really, church is here for you to listen to the word of God and for the Holy Spirit to speak to you and minister to you and make a change in your life. Mark his mark in your hearts. Can you? Amen? That would be wonderful, isn't it? To have God do a, a change in us, including me. I need a change in my life. As well. So number one, my first point for today is to maximize your time. I always talk about time. I always talk about time that is important to us, especially so now that we are at the end of our lives, seemingly. Now, the other day I told Pastor, Pastor was telling me, oh, yeah, I have enough ready. I think uh, it's ready for me to go home. I said, not yet. Don't think like that. Sometimes when you're tired and your body, physical body is tired, your mind will think of all kinds of nonsense, right? So I said, don't think like that. You know, God, God has given you and will give you another 30 years. I said, oh. I said, <laughs> he's really tired. So live another 30 years. I said, God will bless you. You will have long life. Can I? Amen. Not only long life, but we will live our lives to the fullest because we are enjoying what God is doing in us and through us, in you and through you. We rejoice to see what God is doing through the lives of every one of you. You know, last week, uh, my Pastor Stefan and Joanna had the youth barbecue in their home. I mean, it was just about maybe, um, how many youths were there? Less than 20, yeah? And kids, right? About 18, yeah. 
I mean, but I was blessed to be, to be there. Just sit there and enjoy and look at all of them and how they react to one another, how they play games and how they talk about their blessing and their prayers answered. They just share simple things. But just being there, you know, I felt my heart a family. Shawin, I felt that we are family. Even in a youth meeting, I don't feel out of place. I feel like we are all in the family. And I see the young people interacting with one another, loving each other happily, you know, touching each other and playing with each other's hair and, and um, jumping on each other. I felt like, hey, we are family. And it's so good to belong to the family of God. Spend our time in the family of God and with the family of God. You will feel enriched. Can you hear an amen? You will feel enriched. So here this morning, I'm talking about maximizing our time. Friends, instead of moaning and grumbling and complaining and feeling alone, maximize your time. To maximize means to accelerate what God has given you. Do you know that the end of your days can be greater than your beginnings? Do you know that it is not over till the second half is done? You can do very well in the first half, but the end of the game is when they blow the whistle. At the end of the game, how do you score? That is important. The end of your game, all right, determines whether you win or you lose. So friends, we still have got this race to run and we have to run it well. Can I hear an amen? Maximize your time. The time that God has given to you is a gift. Can I hear an amen? It's a gift. So maximize means to boost your time, to build up your time, to accelerate, to spread out your time, to stretch your time, you know. And we know that this is a gift from God. So the shepherds, I'm talking about at Christmas time, this special time that Christ was born. They were given this time to announce about the birth of Christ, okay? And they seized this opportunity. You know, they, 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 just, they just went. Without question, they went to search out. They went to Bethlehem to search out whether this was true or not. They spend their time well. They maximize their time. They did not sit about and scratch their heads and say, oh, yeah, this is a dream. Uh, this is because we had too much to eat or too much wine to drink or we had drunk the, long, the wrong liquor. Eh? Tani, tani, too much. No, no. they got up and they searched. They, they spend their time wisely. And uh, in between, you know, Ecclesiastes 3.2 tells us there is a time and a season for everything and every activity under heaven. There is a time. All right, and uh, a time to be born and a time to die. So we are sad. We are sad when we are family members and our friends, and we hear of people leaving so suddenly. You know, and today is here, tomorrow is gone. A couple of weeks ago, I went to the bank uh, to do some church banking, and then I felt a very strange atmosphere in the bank. It was not the same. Uh, everybody looked so sad and somber and uh, hugging and the, among the staff, and they were crying, they were weeping. So I felt very, you know, awkward. So I asked what happened. So they told me that the bank manager, who is just in his 40s, you know, after a game of badminton, he went home and he passed away in his 40s. And he looked healthy. And this man, I knew him from the time that we church started our church and we had our Afin Bank church account in uh, Bukit Hijauan here in Sha'alam. He was here. He was a manager and he was transferred to Kota Kamuning. And I went there and I saw him there. And I became quite a close acquaintance and I felt sad that his time was up and yet again in another, in another place you can hear uh, you see brother Dr. Chin he celebrated his father's birthday wow long life 93 years old praise God see time is in God's hands whether we have 40 years 
50, 60, 70, all belongs to our God, right? So it, we have to spend this time wisely, all right? So in between birth and dying, what do we do? What do we actually do with this time that God has given to us? Huh? Friends, do we spend your time wisely, all right? And uh, we know that they had, the shepherds had used this opportunity to go and visit See whether what the angels had said is true or not And they went out proclaiming to everyone That they had seen That there is indeed the Savior who is born And he is our Messiah He is the one to save us from our sins he went, They went around declaring And everyone who heard the news They marveled They marveled, they believed They were amazed at what the shepherds had shared with them They received the news from these lowly Humble shepherd boys They seized the opportunity Friends God give you time, God give you a mandate to do his will, to live your life well for him, for his glory. I encourage each one of us to seize opportunity, whatever opportunity God has given to you, to declare his love, to declare his birth, to declare his glory to all around you. Let's do this. Amen? Let's do this. Especially at this time of Christmas, you are celebrating and your homes are decorated more than just a Christmas tree, to, to let your friends and neighbors know who you are and who you believe in and that Jesus is your Lord and your God and he's the one who has blessed you with salvation. Amen? So share this message and even as we finish our Christmas, it will come into the season of the Chinese New Year. There will be time for us again and every opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. Can I hear Amen? Huh? So we need to do this. Every opportunity God gives us to share his love, his impact in our lives, huh? we, must, we must do it. And we cannot be blind, friends, to the, need of, to the needs of other people. Nowadays, people like to live in their own castles and they build homes with high walls and uh, hide themselves out of the world. Cannot, we cannot be, as Christians, we need to be aware of the needs of other people. We cannot just live our own lives and forget that there is actually need around us. Huh? Very good that we have done something for she came home. That's wonderful. But let it not just be a one-time thing. Going to the new year, the home, the children, they need, they need books, they need money for shoes, uniforms, school bags, and, and on and on and on. You know, um, before I left for, for our trip, uh, I found out that she came home needs a washing machine, you know. And uh, yeah, we got a washing machine for them, yeah, before I went. So we got them a washing machine the same day, praise God. And so they have another need. They say the, their refrigerator is not so cold already. So there's a need for a new refrigerator. So I told Brother Stephen, I said, hold on first, huh? Did I say that? I said, hold on first, huh? Wait for the new year. <laughs> Wait for the new year. So you see, there, there are needs. There are needs to be met. But if God touch our hearts, you know, and... and uh, you feel that you want to bless them, go ahead and do it. Let me know so that we will not end up with 10 refrigerators for them, okay? Let us know so that we can coordinate and we can get a nice one for them. So at the same time, I want you to know that uh, God is our provider. Yeah? He is our provider. Well, how did I go to that? I'm talking about do not be blind to the needs of others. Take time. Take time to listen, to see the needs of others. Huh? And if God used you, you are their mouthpiece. You, you can do it for God. You, you, can, do, you can provide that need. All right? Uh, it's an honor also to serve God. So use your time to serve God wisely. Can I, amen? 
Use your time. Use it wisely. Eh? I know that it's very tempting nowadays to sit on the front of the TV and watch all the Korean movies and the Taiwanese movies and the Netflix or whatever they have. We have to minimize that and maximize our time for God. Can I hear you, man? You love me this morning, right? Praise God. Redeem the time. The Bible tells us, Colossians 4, 5. Redeem the time. Take it back. Don't waste your time. Be wise. Everyone say, be wise. It's not what I say, but it's what God's word tells us. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders and make the most of every opportunity that you have. Okay? So choose, my dear friends, this morning to be a blessing to someone. And talking about time, we must also remember to invest our time in studying of God's word. All right? Never, never neglect the study of God's word because God's word brings life to you, brings direction to you, leads you on to greater things in life. We must not neglect the study of the word of God. Amen. Just yesterday, Pastor and I went to Canaan land and we look at all the Bibles and, all, and the study Bibles that they have. You know, it's very costly. Each Bible, if it's a study Bible, a good study Bible, costs about, last time used to be 100 over ringgit, now it's like 200 over ringgit. But if I look at Pastor and I say, this is a good investment. If you really want to invest in studying of God's Word, go and get a good study Bible. It's a good investment rather than spending on that branded handbag, on the branded dress, huh? on the branded whatever, shoes. Use it. Spend on yourself on a good study Bible that you may study God's Word and be encouraged and mature in Him. Can I hear amen? That's a treat to yourself, your Christmas present right there. If you need to know where Canaan land is, you let me know. Uh, for your information, I don't hold any shares in Canaan land, okay? Invest your time to study God's Word because you are investing in yourself and for your future. Bless your children. Get them good study material, the Word of God, that they may grow in it, all right? Now, uh, my, my grandchildren came over for a few days the other night in, in Sepang home. And uh, yeah, the first day they came, we were so tired. We organized things for them and um, this and that. And we were tired at the end of the day. I looked at them. They were also very tired and ready for bed, you know. So I said, okay, let's gather together and let's pray. So I prayed for them. After that, okay, let, let them go to sleep. Next morning, when they woke up, they looked at me and said, Grandma, last night you didn't do Bible study with us. <laughs> You didn't, study the, you didn't study the Bible with us. Oh my God, I, I felt so ashamed already. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought y'all were so tired. I also was very tired. So I thought just pray, wrap them up and say good night. Isn't that what we do with our children? Huh? Because we are too tired. Actually, not them. We are too tired and we are too mafana to open the Bible to read the word of God to them. Am I not right? Or am I the only one? Huh? So, 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 I'm so sorry. I felt so ashamed. I'm sorry. Huh? I said, Grandma also was very tired. So that night, I made sure. I made sure, even if it was late at night, make sure that the Bible was read and uh, we had devotions together and it was a good time of reading the Word and praying together. Praise God. Thank God for children. They are the ones who will remind us. They want the Word of God. Sometimes we think, yeah, we don't need that. Don't you tell them they don't need. They need the Word of God. Huh? And so we have to spend that time to study and invest that time. Last but not least, take time to show kindness. We need to show kindness to our friends, our loved ones, our family. I always say again and again, and I'm, I'm never ashamed of saying, take time to show kindness to your family members, children, grandchildren, friends, huh? your mother-in-law, father-in-law, huh? 
elderly people, we have to take time to show kindness and love and patience. People you encounter each day, each day. You know, sometimes you get irritated. Me too. When the waiter comes and don't give you the right order, and they bring you the wrong things, you want hot water, they bring you very hot, or they bring you cold water, and you're not happy, right? But we still have to show kindness. We still have to smile at them and be nice to people. Why? Because we are Christians. <laughs> sometimes we forget. We're only Christian when we come to church on Sunday morning. When we are back home and we are out in the shops, we are at the petrol station, we get so agitated and upset when we are at the market, haggling over the 5 cent and 10 cent with the vegetable seller. We forget. The horns will come out. The tail will come out. No. We are Christians. Can I hear amen? Christians. So wherever we go, we are the same. Christ in us. The hope of glory. Praise God. So use your time well, friends. It's a gift from God. Cultivate this nature. I spoke to you about the nature, culture of honor. Cultivate this nature of taking time to really be kind to people huh? and sensitive to the needs of others. So for the new year, if you have not done this year, never mind. Don't say, oh, I, 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 I'm a failure. Never mind. Praise God for that. You realize it. Let's go on. Move on. Coming year to come, we will be better people. Including me, you'll be better people. Number two, maximize your, uh, this one, people don't like to talk about it. Maximize your finances. Your finances. Maximize it. You know why? Because money is you. Pastor always tells us, money is you in spendable form. You earn, say you earn 20 ringgit an hour in your job. That is you. Your sweat your heartache, your work, your energy for that amount of money, for that amount of time. It's you. So when we come to God, firstly, remember, we must tithe. It is such an important thing. We must learn to tithe. Very early in my Christian life, I thank God I learned to tithe. Not only that, I learned to give sacrificial offering to the Lord. I learned that. And I know that it's not mine, it is what God gives me. God gives us the energy and, and the strength to make wealth, to work. Huh? It comes from God. You know this daddy, he went to shop. Our children all love French fries. Huh? Yes? Daddy bought the child a, a packet of French fries. Oh, the child is so happy and excited. So, because he's got this French fries in his hand, it's his. You know, and daddy puts his hand in to take out one piece. The little boy got very angry with daddy and smacked daddy's hand. This is mine. How can you take away from me? But all that this boy has is from the... Daddy, the daddy is the one who bought for him. Daddy is one, if daddy wants to, daddy can cover him all over with french fries. Daddy has the means, right? Daddy just wants a little bit from what you have. That's all. That's all daddy is asking. So our God, we should give to him. We should happily and freely give to God because that is what belongs to him. Can I hear an amen? He owns us, all right? So the best plan for our life concerning money is give some, spend some, save some. This morning, I'm not giving you a motivational talk. I'm not an economist. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a planner, uh, whatever. But it's very simple calculation. <laughs> when we deal with church finances, many years ago, there was this accountant that taught me, Pastor Life Fund, very easy one. Just credit, debit, balance. That's all. 
That's all you need to know. Layman's term. Okay? I said, alright, then I will do that. Just credit, just debit, and just balance. As long as the balance is good, hallelujah, praise God. We can do it, okay? We have enough. So, keep your accounts properly. Give. Give. Don't be afraid of giving to God, giving to people, and sowing in the lives of people, especially you see that people are struggling, single mothers, single families, many children. You know, bless them. Alright? Bless them. If God touch on your heart to give, you give because when you give, it shall be given back to you. This is the principle of God. Luke 6, 38. It's a principle. Give, it shall be given. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Okay? Will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. I'm not teaching a, 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 a gospel of greed. But you say, oh, I give to God, then God will give back to me 10 times more, 100 times more. It's not that. Not We give because we obey God, we love Him, and we want to see His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We give. Alright? So you give, you spend some, and you save some. I will go, go, go to the spending in a while. Oh, we need wisdom. We need wisdom for this, for the finances that God has entrusted to us. Can I Amen. Don't be tight-fisted. Huh? Let it be open. Huh? Be good stewards. Alright? So coming back to the washing machine, Stephen. So Stephen got his washing machine first. Then I went home to Sepang. My own washing machine broke down. What a coincidence. But actually God is teaching me a lesson. Don't spend yet. Wait. So I have to wash my hands, by, my, my, my clothes by hand. And then when I came back from my trip and everything, also wash my hand. Wait first. Till later. When the time came, when I had, you know, when I felt that it was okay for me, then I got another washing machine, a smaller one, all right, than the one I have. But it's enough, it's functionable, and it is good, all right? So we have to spend within our means. Spend within our means. Don't go into debt, all right? Spend within your limits. Even now, Christmas presents, Christmas time is coming. Spend within your limits. Don't overindulge. Okay, don't overindulge and buy to impress and then you find that your credit card bills are mounting and you're not able to pay. Please don't do that. Don't do that. It'll be a bad testimony. Huh? So don't go overboard with expenses. Don't waste your money. Yeah, coming to the dresses that you have and the handbags that you have and the earrings, the glittering one that you see is so nice and you buy it. Then in the end, it ends up somewhere in the box and you're not using it. And the dress still with the tag, still hanging in the cupboard from a few Christmases down before, a few years until now, cannot wear anymore. It's still hanging there. Not talking about you, okay? Talking about me. <laughs> huh? We do that. We do that. We spend and then we keep and then we, we waste money. We waste things, alright? So be careful. Be careful. I'm guilty as charged. I'm, so I'm preaching to myself. Online purchases the same. I mean, when you open your Facebook, pop, comes, wow. I, I won't mention anything uh, because I may be sued, right? I won't mention names. I'm going to be on live. I'm not going to mention company and brand. But it comes out. Buy this, buy that. Wow, with sound and music. And you see, wow, so nice. You look, wow, so nice. I got to get this. I got to get this. And then we don't look on the fine print, you know. Sometimes it's so cheap, but actually it's not the thing that they're selling. They're selling something else. <laughs> I also, I also guilty. <laughs> I thought, pressure cooker so cheap. Ah. Wow, buy already. Ah. It came only the, it's actually the rubber ring. <laughs> it's 
only the rubber ring for my pressure cooker. Okay, so give me a sign in the cupboard. It's still there in the cupboard. Two rings. <laughs> only very cheap when you show something only. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> Crazy, right? Well, voila. we don't read between the lines. We don't read the small print, especially we don't need to take our glasses and read. So we fall into the traps of online purchases. Hello? Emotional buying. Be careful of that. Okay, because we buy, we feel good, we feel happy, we are rewarding ourselves. But actually, it's overboard. It's overboard and we are tricked. Okay, so be careful. Don't waste your money on that. Proverbs 19.14, now to the word of God. 19.14 says, Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers. Fathers, you pass to your children, houses and riches. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. Ah, amen. A prudent wife is from the Lord. So husbands, you better thank God for your wife who is prudent. Okay? She's not a spendthrift. She doesn't go around spending all your money so that you have no houses and no riches to give to your children. Bankrupt. Thank God for a prudent wife. So allow your wife to control your finances, to be prudent. <laughs> Why, uh, Pastor, you go and ask your wife to speak this morning, huh? Now, the word prudent, it means frequent. <laughs> Proverbs talks frequently about being prudent, okay? It means good management. It means good judgment, good sense. Sometimes men don't make sense, right? <laughs> huh? And then you buy something, it don't make sense. Like, you ah, look very nice, ah, this coat. Ah, then you buy, you make it, then you only wear it once in a lifetime. The next time you take and wear it, cannot, it cannot fit anymore. And then the, that... that that thing that you bought costs lots of money. But whereas a lady, she can buy her, she can buy five dresses from what you spend on one coat. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Make sense? <laughs> oh, now when pastor comes back, you embrace him, okay? You are happy to see him and you clap for him and cheer for him. <laughs> so, being prudent means good management, good judgment and good sense. Now, the Bible talks a lot about this, huh? And uh, it also, in the Bible, it also means, being prudent means you have skill and good judgment in the use of your resources. You have skill and you have good judgment in the use of the resources that God has given you. Amen? God gave you, men and women, the power to make wealth, right? He gave you the power to make wealth. And so when we know how to use these finances that God has given to us in a well-meaning manner, good management, your lives are going to be blessed. Your families will be blessed. There will be no lack in any good thing in your home. And you will have more than enough to be a blessing to other people. Can I hear amen? You will be that. Because that is what God says. Huh? It's the ability to govern and to discipline yourself by the use of reason. You have discipline. You, you are not going to you know, buy things that weighs Sometimes we, when we clear our refrigerators, I'm also guilty. We have so many things we throw away. Vegetables have gone bad and meat that's gone bad. We throw away because we have bought too much. We purchased too much. So friends, we need not waste, okay? We don't waste. So give to God and we know that the rest of the money, we know how to spend wisely and we save some money. 
Invest your finances. The next thing I'm talking about is to invest. Not, not just giving to God, but also invest your finances in order to reap a harvest for God. Reap a harvest for God. You're investing. When you give to the Lord, and give to the kingdom, and you give to missions, you're actually investing. You give to Shechem Home, investing in the lives of needy children, you are investing in the kingdom of God. When you give to widows and you give to poor families, you are investing in the kingdom of God. Can I hear amen for that? Yeah? You invest, all right? You, 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 you know that it will reap a harvest. This morning, pastor is preaching in um, the Presbyterian Church in uh, Kota Kamuning. And you know, if you know anything about this church, some of you may know, this church has a, a three-story building. I think the ground floor is restaurant, so they occupy two floors. It's owned by a church member. And now this church member told the pastor, Pastor, you can have this church building. The rent is free. You don't have to pay any rent. So the Presbyterian Church in Kota Kamoning is being used by, because it belongs to a church member and he doesn't charge the church a cent for the building. So they are there. As long as you want pastor the church to be here, you can use my building for free. Praise God. Amen. That is investing his resources. This man is wise. He's investing his resources in the kingdom of God. And I know some of you here, you are also doing that. Praise God. Individually, you know who you are. You are investing your finances and your property for the kingdom of God. And that's a great thing. God will bless you. Amen. In this life and in the life to come. Hallelujah. Right? So talking about investing in the kingdom of God, there is this, this um, I'll end with this uh, story in Matthew 5. All right? In Matthew, sorry, Matthew 25, verse 15 onwards. This story about this parable that, that Jesus is teaching. I need to know the time. Okay. I'm going to end with this. And uh, this parable that Jesus is teaching, okay, is talking about this man who has got this property and he's got finances. He gave to one five talents. He gave to one two and he gave to one one. You know the story, right? This parable that Jesus is, taught, is, is teaching. And so to the five, the, the person who took five talents from his master, he, he went in, he went out and he did, and he invested and he got back five, right? The other one with two, he did the same thing, he invested, and he got back two, right? So now he has four. The one who had five, now he had ten talents. And the one who had one, he gave the one talent to the man. The one who had the one talent, he went and, tell me what happened. He dug in the ground, right? He dug in the ground and hit the talent. He kept it there. So when the master came back, he took back, he dug it up, he took back the one talent, he gave it to the master. He said, Lord, this is your one talent you gave me. I've been very faithful. I kept the one talent. It is still here. I didn't lose it. Because I know that you are a hard master. You are, you are, you are going to punish me if I lose this one talent. You know? And so what did the master tell this man? Hmm? He said, you are evil. You lazy and evil servant, the master said. Oh, we won't use such harsh words. Huh? Today we won't, won't, won't say evil, la, lazy. La, huh? We are told not to say these things. But this is the truth. This man didn't want to invest his money. He was lazy and uh, he thought wrongly about his master. You know, he's evil. He thought bad about the master who was kind to him. Kind enough to give, to, to, to give him finances to invest. You know, if God gives you money to invest, God is kind to you. Can I, amen? God is not evil to you. God is good to you. Right? So invest it well. You have the property, you have the finances, you have resources that God has given to you, you have uh, ability to make wealth, you have skills and talents to use for God, and you are paid well. Friends, use your finances well 
so that God will bless you. Because more that is given, God says, when you use it for His glory, when you multiply it back, more will be given to you. Abundance will be given to you. Right? So this man, the one talent that he had, the master took it from him and gave it to the one who had ten because he was faithful. He had abundance, but more will be given to him because he was faithful. That is not what the story that I tell, but this is what the story that Jesus tells in the Bible, in this parable of Matthew chapter 25, right? So, friends, we must use our resources wisely. Use, be good stewards. Amen? Especially when we are young, young people learn to invest in God's kingdom. Don't overinvest. I know some people who buy properties and they overinvest and then when the economy crash, they cannot pay for their houses, huh, for their loans. Don't overinvest, but invest. Invest. And I was thinking back the times when we were, we were pioneering church in Shah Alam, you know, with a house that we had. We invested. I had mortgaged my home twice for the kingdom of God. Use it for God. Put it into the building fund and keep paying the, the, the loan, you know, but still... God had blessed. And you know now I own a house in Sepang. Why? Because God had blessed. And whatever we mortgage, whatever the money that was extra, we use it. I sponsored Joanna to went to, to, to US to study in the Bible school. It's through the mortgage of my home. Your house is not what owns you. You own your house. Do you understand? The house doesn't own you, but you must own your house. You must own your property. Use your resources well for God. And God, in due time, in His time, His perfect timing, in His wisdom, in His provision, He will bless you. Amen? When it comes to giving to God, you must be generous. Be generous because God is no man's debtor. That I can testify and I can tell you. Huh? So use it, your resources that God has given to you for His glory. Amen? I have got two more points, but I'm not going to touch on that. I think it's time for the usher, uh, for the um, ushers. I thought I'd take out offering, second offering. <laughs> Since I talk about finances. Eh? No, no, let's have the, the musicians eh, to come forward and let us just worship our God. Thank Him, for God is so faithful. So faithful to you that He has blessed you with good health. He has blessed you with good jobs. And He has blessed you with bountiful provision. Hallelujah. Pay your debts. Pay your house loans. Pay your car loans. But before that, pay your tithes. Give it to God what is due to Him. You know, accordingly. Then you spend, you save some, and you see that your future is going to be wonderful. Amen.